This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we're in Rome, we do as Romans. And when we're in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians... They eat pizza after the games. Tom and Buck starts now. I feel like we already started. We kind of did. We were in here, uh, and then we stayed here in the studio. It's Tom and Bach. We were just with Happer and Schaefer. That was fun. And now we start our own show, Tom and Bach. How are you, Bach? How are things going? Is your mic not on? You got to turn your mic. Turn your mic on just uh, for that. Yeah, not the. Oh, that's right. I've done that before. I've done that before as well. You switch mics, uh, which it's going to happen. I guarantee you when we do the crossover or the handoff, um, you change mics around and then you forget to change them back. Uh, yeah, I'm having all sorts of problems over here. This <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. The great it's thing is we're on start. camera, so you can see our screw ups actually live. You can hear the screw ups and then you can see them. Uh, if you're on Twitch, uh, Facebook, or YouTube, you could see all of those things. Or you could just dial us up and talk to us uh, on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 464-5685, or the Sarder Heyman text line. Um, I'm fascinated with the Big Big Ten ACC Challenge. I watched a lot of it last night. Uh, watched uh, Indiana play Syracuse on the road. That thing went into double overtime. The final was... Syracuse 112, Indiana 110. And the brothers Bayheim leading the way. That's right. That's kind of a fun story. I'm going, are they his grandsons? No, they're his sons. Yeah. They're Jim Bayheim's sons. Uh, you've got Buddy and Jimmy. Uh, Buddy had 27, Jimmy had 26. Uh, so they were really good last night. I'm thinking, how old was he? Not that it matters, but I was just doing the, <laughs> I was doing do, the math. Yeah. He must have been 55 when he had his two sons. And has he, like, sometimes you say people haven't aged in years, uh, and it's meant to be a complimentary. Uh, uh, <laughs> he hasn't aged in years, but that's not very complimentary. No, he looked, he's always looked old. He's always looked old. <laughs> he looked that way when he was 40, and yeah. now he's 77 years old. Whereas Mike Krzyzewski's always looked pretty young. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski is starting to age, but he's like 800 years old, uh, but he still looks really good. He really looks good. Somebody accused him of having fake hair years ago. I don't think it is fake or hair. Or dyeing his hair, I think. You know who does have fake hair is Bill Self. That thing is a wig. I guarantee you that thing's a wig. <laughs> um, but the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge last night, uh, so you had that game, Syracuse winning. But the big thing of the night, the big story of the night, was Ohio State taking down number one Duke. Zed Key, 20 points. Uh, number one Duke just turned number one. They, they just uh, were uh, voted number one in the AP poll uh, after beating Gonzaga in Vegas like uh, last week. Uh, but they fell immediately, 71-66 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at Ohio State. They had a 13-point lead at half. They had a lead for most of that game, but they didn't score for the final four and a half minutes of that game. So big win for Ohio State, who had was 4-2 and two coming into that game. It wasn't like they were lighting up uh, the college basketball world. They weren't even ranked. 
Um, so you had Syracuse over Indiana. You had Minnesota beating Pittsburgh, uh, 54-53. You had Purdue over Florida State, 92-65. Uh, and Rutgers over Clemson, uh, 74-64. to And then uh, Wake Forest beat Northwestern, 77-73. Of course, Nebraska plays North Carolina State tonight. How are you feeling about that game? I feel okay about it. It's hard to really get a read. Uh, North Carolina State hasn't been challenged too much, but they've taken care of business. Nebraska hasn't been challenged too much, but they didn't completely uh, take care of business. Uh, uh, it's fun that Thomas Allen is going to be there. Of course, um, uh, part of Tim Miles, one of his final recruiting yeah. classes, played one year here at Nebraska, or started one year at, at Nebraska, and decided to transfer. And it feels like his career has been going forever. Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't play too much for the Wolfpack anymore um so we won't get to see too much of him but it, it'll be a good matchup and i and they've, they've got a guy that leads them in like points rebounds assists like everything um, um so it's gonna be fun and he's kind of a similar build to bryce mcgowan so to see those guys match up tonight it's i, I think it's gonna be a pretty entertaining game yeah uh north carolina state is five and one coming into this game but it's not like they played anybody um Let's see. They've they've got. Uh, let's see before this. Let's see if I can find it. But anyway, they're five and one. Uh, they haven't played anybody of significance. You have it. You have it right there, Bach. I can pull it up. Uh, pull it up. Um, they do have a guy that uh, averages what eighteen points a game. Um, that it feels like a team that is going to be difficult to beat because every, I think everybody is going to be difficult for Nebraska to beat from here on out. Um, after this game, you've got Indiana and. If you watch Trace Jackson Davis last night, you know that guy's a monster. Um, Indiana lost their first game, and they lost it in double overtime. Uh, but they were six and one going to Syracuse last night. So what's your scout? I mean, this is a team that I don't think you really know much about because they haven't had um, well a lot of impressive games yet. Yeah, I mean they've only beaten like Colgate and Louisiana Tech, Bucknell. That's yeah. your, your typical opening for a, a conference team. Um, but they've got some weapons. Like I said, uh, Darian Sebron is the one uh, that leads them in points with uh, almost 19 points per game, almost 10 rebounds per game, three assists per game. Yeah. Also leads them in steals with about three of those as well. Yeah. So he, he's he's a big time player. Also, uh, Jericho Helms is coming off a heck of a game. Yeah. He just had 31 points uh, and and six three pointers against Louisiana. Tech, so uh, they got some weapons. I, I think they're. I don't. I, I think they're favored in this game. I think you would. You would say that. And I don't know if I haven't looked at it officially, but I, I would think that they would be. Um, so it, it's. It's. I don't know if I'm expecting a win necessarily, but at least to play well. Um, and 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 you know, you're, you're, it's your first true road game for. You know, we keep calling this team young. I don't know if no. they're young, but they have young pieces and they haven't played together for very long. So that's no. what I, I'm saying there. So the uh, the. Uh, it looks like the line's six and a half for the Wolfpack, about 80% uh, as far as a matchup predictor on ESPN. So the Wolfpack are expected to win. If Nebraska can can get one here, mm. uh, it can help the Big Ten, which is off to a good start in this ACC challenge. But obviously, more importantly for Nebraska, somewhat make up for that Western Illinois loss. You're still looking um, to do that to get one that you're not supposed to get, basically. Thomas Allen is on that roster. He used to play uh, for Tim Miles at Nebraska. Only plays about uh, 10 minutes a game. Is averaging like just over two and a half points a game. Uh, so uh, I thought, you know, that was a pretty good get coming out of high school. I think he had oh, a Kansas yeah. offer. Could really shoot when he when he got hot. He could really shoot it. Uh, I guess it's the Ray Gallegos thing. Uh, it always looked like it was going in. Uh, <laughs> it didn't always go in, but it always looked like it, it might go in. He averaged his career high 8.7. He's played two years here. His second year, it was the sophomore year he started. 
an average 8.7 points per game. That was Tim Miles' final yeah. year. And shot 36% from beyond the arc. He's struggling a little bit this year. Just two and a half yeah. uh, points per game. Only shooting 28% beyond the arc. But he doesn't get nearly as many minutes. He, he plays yeah. about 15 a game. Um, but he's only played in four of their games so far. So we'll see yeah. kind of his availability if he's there tonight. We'll break it down with Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, talking a little Husker basketball and football with us as we wait on some coaching hires. It does feel like the Mickey Joseph thing does have traction, right? Is that what you're feeling? Like yeah. Mickey Joseph is expected to be announced, I think, within the next couple of days as the wide receiver. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Receiver slash maybe recruiting coordinator type of guy. He's a, he's a big-time recruiter. He's uh, has done a good job. It, it's not an easy gig to get at LSU. Uh, and the roster was not always the problem at LSU. Uh, and he put together a lot of that uh, roster, at least helped uh, re- recruit a lot of that roster. Uh, I think it's if it happens, it's a good get. It's a little weird uh, for me in that it means that he's probably your wide receivers coach, which you didn't necessarily expect to hire, right? That was Matt Lubick. Um because Matt Lubick was your offensive coordinator and wide receiver coach. So somebody's going to have to, if they if they don't make any changes on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a little odd uh, because we're hearing that Ron Brown might be your running backs coach. Okay, so you've got a wide receiver coach. You've got a running backs coach. You need an offensive coordinator. You need an O-line coach. Does that mean the offensive coordinator is also the offensive line coach? Is that how they're going to do it? If you hire a special teams coordinator – and just what Schaefer was saying, not necessarily are they going to hire a special teams coordinator. I mean, it's, if that happens, I'm seriously going to blow a gasket. <laughs> yeah, they, they're going to have to have somebody pull double duty. And it, it, it seemed like for a long time, uh, you know, if you're going to do that, maybe uh, maybe you have Frost coach the quarterbacks. I mean, that that's always still been an idea that could be thrown out there. Or, you know, you split up the linebackers, uh, maybe just have one linebacker coach and and figure out uh, what to do from there. So, I mean, we'll see. I think there's some more jumbling on the staff. And like Schaefer said, there's also a possibility guys kind of seeing the writing on the wall or, you know, a nervous year here as far as their job stability might be looking elsewhere because uh, some of those guys on the defensive side are are, could be highly sought after for people trying to build their new staff. So it's a long offseason. A lot of things can happen. And I expect to see a, 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 a pretty different staff coming into next year, uh, which is, I, I, I suppose, the goal, yep. which was the idea and, yep. and the hope for this uh, Scott Frost, uh, this last chance for Scott Frost. And uh, I, I don't know if, if the belief is there to work. I keep saying it. I, I think it's an uphill battle to get all these guys, all the coaches together, it feels all like these new players are going to throw together. Um, this doesn't feel like it's going <laughs> to it has a great chance to work. Yeah, that, That's why it, it's fascinating. And the text line, 464-5685, uh, Micah says, Billy C., that would handle your offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Uh, one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. All you need is about $5 million to get him away yeah. from uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and Billy, Billy C., I guarantee you, 
when he stepped foot, when he was fired by Tom Osborne uh, in 2005, 2006, when he was fired by Tom Osborne, he left his office, was in the garage to get his car, pulled out of the garage, and they tried to interview him. Of course, he didn't roll down the window. I don't believe he did. Um, I bet he was out of his house and out of Lincoln and out of the state of Nebraska within 24 hours. And has never been back. And he has <laughs> not stepped foot in this state. I mean, even if he had to play a football game, which he wouldn't in the NFL, um, he wouldn't have been back here. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no way that, I mean, that guy was all about business. I don't think he ever enjoyed a living in Nebraska. I don't. I don't think he enjoys life anyway. But I, I don't think he enjoyed. <laughs> I don't think he enjoyed uh, Nebraska. He seems the older he gets, maybe the less up, up, up tight he is. Yeah. You know, so he's a great coach. Maybe, yeah, he he's would a be great I mean, offensive line. Coach. Oh yeah, but Nebraska would not be his first pick, uh, um, regardless no. of even no. even any history with the with Nebraska. No. If a college was to call him, he's calling for Bill Callahan on the offensive line, I think it'd be a bigger name college as far as you know playoff type yeah. of contenders and stuff like that. Uh, other things to talk about. Uh, I want to get to the balloon conversation a little bit later on trev uh alberts on his radio show had some interesting things to say um one of them was about and i want to have a longer conversation with you about this box because you're a uniform guy you love uniforms yeah uh you like the alternate uniforms that's what the the kids today they want and and sometimes you recruit to that right if you're a basketball coach you're a football coach it's, it's what oregon has done for years with nike uh, they have 17 different jerseys. That's awesome. Trev Alberts is not among the people who thinks it's awesome. He doesn't like it at all. Uh, in fact, a caller asked about the gray unis that Nebraska wore. I believe it was against Tennessee State uh, last week. Uh, he said, this is an area where I think uh, we need to do a better job and uh, something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, I think the brand management is really important. That red end. A lot of people worked really long and hard to build that brand. Blah, 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 blah. Basically talking about he doesn't want nine different logos. He doesn't want a hundred different uniforms. He wants Nebraska to look like Nebraska every time they step on the court or football field or whatever sport they're playing in. Yeah, and I understand that. I I, I kind of even like it, but I almost <laughs> I almost want to cut down and say, well, maybe not all the athletic departments, but Nebraska basketball, because yeah. there's this. I mean, they have kind of their own logos that remind you historically mm-hmm. of Nebraska basketball. They put them on the jerseys. Yeah. It's cool. Um, even you know the gray thing. I can understand that. Maybe if you want to keep the the the, the, the an- amount of colors down, you know, it's going to be white, red. They have their black uniforms. Yeah. Don't take away the black uniforms. People like those. Yeah. Um, but once you start to stray away from you know those colors, how how far can you go? Um, but at the same time, it's just it's yeah. just having fun, and, and and it's particularly for for basketball. Um, maybe more than any other sport. Alternate uniform, just because there's so many games. Um, alternate uniforms are kind of cool, kind of fun, fresh, something to give you get you a little more excited, just to see something different uh, as you go throughout the season. Um, so I hope that they at least would consider. And I understand the branding thing. Remember when they did the? Remember when they had like they took away obviously the script Huskers after yeah. the '90s. People got mad. They did the block in. Okay, the block in's fine. And then they went and a couple years ago. They tried that other in. With just like Huskers across it, but it was like um, a block. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lasted like two or three years. Everybody's like, uh, "That we're not winning. <laughs> that doesn't uh, look like Nebraska's logo." Uh, so they went back to the block in, and I, I think that that's working fine for them. And I and I like it, and I understand wanting to bring unity there. But 
I don't know, like baseball, ba- basketball, football. It's it's been a long discussed. I think people, whoever you know, originally in like 2012 when they went to alternate uniforms, some people would be upset. But after a while, you know, it, it's kind of expected to do one a year. <laughs> I just I, I don't see too much of a problem with it, and I think no. it, it gets people excited. So I, Trev Alberts has finally done something I disagree with as an uh, athletic director. There you director. go. You disagree. I, <laughs> I agree. I, 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 it frustrates me when I turn on a football game, and I don't know who's playing because they've changed to their 15th different alternate uniform, which isn't even among their school colors. Yeah. Like, you have colors that don't even really exist in the color scheme, and they're trying to... That's why I didn't like Utah football. They did like an ode to the... Yeah, to The the gray thing. Yeah, they did all gray, and it was too, like a yeah. Navy ship, and that's cool and everything, but that doesn't look like Utah no. football at all. Yeah, I, see, I, I, if, if you can keep it within the color scheme, I'm I'm okay, and I'm not the biggest guy. I'm no one to ask about alternate uniforms or uniforms in general because my fashion, my sports fashion is just terrible. Um, uh, but I, I think he has a point, and uh, we'll broach it a little bit later on and we'll talk about it a little bit more and maybe even bring it up with Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star. We'll talk about the college football playoff a little bit later on. Box tops, what's the topic today? Well, you're playing North Carolina State, so I dug into their alumni and figured oh, out a top 10 alumni list. Again. I like it. I like it. North Carolina State alumni today on box tops. Also, David Eichholt. Uh How do you pronounce it? I'm sorry. Eichholt, yeah. Eichholt. Eichholt. Uh, with 24-7 sports, he talks Iowa football uh, with us a little bit later on in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll maybe do some Ask Bach. But in the meantime, Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star is next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. 